Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Joining me now, they've become good friends of mine over the last years. I, Dan McTague, I've known God, since Hector was a pup, whatever that means. Former <laughs> Liberal Member of Parliament, 18 years, a Liberal MP, had some very important positions within the party. And uh, within the government, and I've always respected the work that he did. How are you, Dan? I'm fine, Roy. Good to be here with my friend, Michelle. And well, let me do the introduction, will you? That's my job. <clears throat> ah, sorry. But I'm, so glad I'm glad you're here <laughs> with Michelle, too. Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament, who's, of course, a member of our Beauties and the Beast panel and was the seatmate to Mr. Trudeau during parliamentary sessions. How are you, Michelle? I'm just fine, Roy, and I appreciate getting introduced in stereo. <laughs> Do you mean like left and right? <laughs> By both. I'm not sure where anybody lines <laughs> up. It's an honor and a pleasure. Oh, for, for all of us. It, it always is an honor to speak to you because you stood up to the bullies on your own without anybody to stand beside you. And without the national media knowing what you were doing, it's not like you could fall back on people who are going to support you. You did it on, on, for ethical reasons. Okay, let me ask you this, Michelle. What's your reaction to and response to Jody Wilson-Raybould's decision? Well, Roy, I, uh, you know, I'm sure it was not an easy decision, uh, but it was about the only one she would have. It, it would be a tough road. I mean, I gave her credit for running uh, as a uh, an independent, but uh, it, that that's a pretty tough place to be. Talk yeah. about having no support from anyone, unless you were in an unusual position where you, like uh, Chuck Cadman was several years back, maybe holds a balance of power. Failing <laughs> that, um, and if if she. In my case, I didn't rerun because what was the point? I wasn't able to speak in Parliament or That's do right, the work. So why that would really be a terrible injustice to my constituents. Mm -hmm. I have to remind people, because not everybody knows Michelle's story. She has told it on this program on more than one occasion, but she stood up to the Liberal Party hierarchy, to the party bosses, because Michelle was in the habit of posting her expenses online, her MP expenses online. The party didn't like that, and they told her to stop. Uh, and uh, Michelle said, no, my constituents have the right to know how, what I'm spending public money on. And so what they did when she refused to stop is they closed her down. They shut her down. They wouldn't let her speak in Parliament any longer, not even acknowledge a 21-year-old constituent who died fighting in Afghanistan. That's how nasty it can get. Now, Dan McTague, 18 years member of parliament, Jody Wilson-Raybould says, I've noticed a change in parliament, a regression. It's become more and more toxic and ineffective. What do you think? Well, I think 
uh, it's a, uh, a watershed moment uh, to remind every Canadian, not just parliamentarians, of just how uh, our system of representation has been so badly eroded, uh, not just on hyper-partisanship, because I think she's mentioned that, but I, I also uh, you know, applaud her for saying that members of parliament can't do what the word parliament actually means. That's to speak up and speak out and be accountable uh, to not only their constituents, but to have a voice on the floor of the House of Commons. Um, you know, I have had many, many interviews with you in the past, Roy, uh, for many decades now. Uh, if that were ever to be the case, or had it been the case back then, I certainly wouldn't have uh, decided to run five, six, seven times. Uh, I would have quit a lot earlier. But I think this is really uh, not so much on uh, a prime minister and a parliament that is hyper-controlling. I think it's uh, a reflection that Canadians, the regard that Canadians have and hold for their representatives has been so seriously eroded that uh, people of quality and integrity, like Judy Wilson-Raybould, uh, uh, has uh, has become, I think, for many, uh, an obvious idea that uh, you can no longer, this is no longer a place for people to look up to. And I, I sadly, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a downgrade of our parliamentary democracy in ways that uh, probably have been driven home. Uh, and I, I am very, very worried uh, that this next election, elections to come, we'll see an increasing number of people do what they do municipally, just not participate. There's no we, we have a we have a country that is split and maybe split ideologically politically but i think what most people are not split on is cynicism that's directed toward the federal government and it's not something that people like me delivered to them it's something yeah. that they've richly earned and we report on michelle this isn't just about the liberal party either this is about all of them is it not oh no absolutely it, ju- it we just get more profile because the, the fact is Liberals have, you know, for decades, uh, really had the lion's share of government. You know, they they were the the ultimate party, and I think that's why we're seeing it. But I'm certain it must happen in all parties. There's a lot of infighting and uh, <coughs> in party ranks. Mm-hmm. I remember having a discussion with Ken Dryden, uh, Dan, in lounge one day, and he said. What most surprised you when about being elected, and what su- really surprised you? And I said, I was surprised it wasn't more of a team sport. Mm, exactly. It, it was every man for himself. And you know what he said? That was my exact perception. When, when you I say thought, that, when you say it's every man for himself, not a team sport, what do you mean? Well, you know, you think you're doing something for your party, and you think you're a team player, but at the end of the day, it can get so raunchy and ugly amongst party members, our own caucus. And I've seen it, and I'm sure, well, Dan, you've had more experience. You've seen it. Well, Dan, you lived through the in the Liberal Party at the time. There was the uh, there were the two sides. There was the Kretschmer and the Martin side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it uh, it it uh, was very clear, and I think Michelle's absolutely accurate. Um, there was uh, people who had a particular particular agenda and you stuck to that agenda and if you deviated from that agenda right or wrong legitimate or otherwise uh, you were uh, you were marked for certain uh, repudiation not just in caucus but as Michelle experienced um, uh, you know not being able to to do and function as a member of parliament do her duty uh, as a parliamentarian and this is where 
we come back to this point about, um, yes, all parties are responsible for this, but as I take Michelle's point, we've been in power a lot longer than all the other parties combined by, by a substantial amount. And so uh, the erosion of our parliamentary system, uh, the exiting of quality in people of integrity like Judy Wilson-Raybould uh, is, a, is a dire sign for the state of our democracy in this country and, and to a large extent it can't go unnoticed that this is happening okay. to a large extent under Trudeau. Let me take a quick break and then we're going to come back. We'll talk some more with Michelle Simpson and Dan McTagg because ultimately I've always said, and most of us would, would not disagree with this, the job of the politician in Ottawa, the, the elected members of the parliament, is to do the bidding of the people of Canada to pragmatically manage the affairs of Canada. You can get into all the fighting you want and all the exchanges and all the idea exchanges during an election campaign, but once you're elected, once the election is over, the job is to represent the people of the country pragmatically and not just represent your party's point of view. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, we're going to talk some more with our good friends, Michelle Simpson, Dan McTagg, former liberal members of parliament who decided not to run again. And we're talking about the, uh, really, the how, how believable the political process is and what it's like to be an MP, uh, and then later on, when you're not running again, or have chosen not to run again, why you made that decision. Now, I said, uh, Michelle and uh, Dan, I said during the, uh, just before the break, I, I talked about it's an MP's and the government's responsibility to pragmatically represent the interests of the people. I talked about this before. I sat down with Brian Mulroney when he was prime minister. I had a one-on-one, -on -one, one hour interview with him when he was PM. How I got that, that's a story worth telling another time. But I, I said to him at one point, I lobbed a couple of softballs his way, and then I said, what I hear consistently from constituents, from my callers, is that at the constituency level, they feel that there's no point in asking their member of parliament to get anything done because their member of parliament is powerless. Their member of parliament reports to you and you make the decisions. And Mr. Mulrooney said, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm very close. He said, I'm tired of the bitchers and the complainers. Oh, yeah? So that's what we are. We're not constituents. We're not voters. We're not Canadians. We're bitchers and complainers because we have expectations of you. So what's the mood, Michelle, in government uh, or in parliament? Who do you represent, the people or the party? Where's the first responsibility? expected to be in my book it is i owe it to the people but unfortunately it doesn't quite work out that way and dan made the point it is getting progressively worse even though i've been out of parliament for a while you still know what you have a real sense of what's going on behind the scenes and uh you know how they twist arms and how they quite frankly, try to coerce you 
and to do their bidding. What it is the party, whether it's a policy or a position on anything. Okay, so if Dan McTague gets up during a caucus meeting, when something is decided on, I'm only using this as a hypothetical, I know it never happens, but if something is decided on and Mr. McTague gets up and says, wait a minute, that's not in the interest of everybody in Canada, what happens to Dan McTague? Well, do you you're want me to answer that? Or? Yeah, what happens, what happens oh, to I you? you Dan, Dan. No, I'm asking Dan. <laughs> what happens to you, Dan, if you do that? If you yeah. get up and you say to the party hierarchy who've just decided something, wait, that's not in the interest of Canadians. What happens to you? Yeah, well, look, uh, you have a choice at that point. You either vote against a piece of legislation, if that's what the case may be, or the behavior that they want. Um, I've always taken it that the most important part in this is that if it's not something we campaigned on specifically in an election, everything else is is we're free to do. And I voted many, 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 many times against my government uh, because these were not central issues to why we were elected. Second thing is that Michelle and I will both recognize one thing. We never allowed people from their leader's office or other fart catchers uh, from cabinet minister's offices to come into our caucus, not the way this government has permitted. Uh, and that basically allowed us to have an, a raw, unvarnished battle in which you might have want, had a split decision. Look, one of the things that we always had was that if you had 10 or 15 or 20 people working with you, it didn't matter if the 80 or 90 were against, at least you had a strong group of people devoted to your issue. And so that's critical. That's all lost now because of the absolute hyper control uh, that we're seeing. But uh, look, it permitted people like my, Michelle and myself to pass legislation. When's the last time you heard of a member of parliament passing a, no, I'm not talking motion, a piece of legislation? No, no, it doesn't happen because what we hear constantly is, oh, private members legislation bid never happens, never passes, forget about really, it. Really? They're not even allowed to speak to the press. You have to get your, your talking points. You're told what to say, what to do. You're scripted. My God, that's not democratic. What's the matter with Canadians? No, it's How even, it's even worse. To do this? It's even worse than that in Michelle's case. She wasn't allowed to speak at all. Exactly. But so where are we? Uh, we're at a point at a crossroads and it's beyond that i would say we're even beyond that stage we've accepted a lessening of our democracy in this country pure and simple and i'm going to put my 18 years on the line as a member of parliament to make that point and i'll put up against any current past or future member of parliament say get back to me when you pass three or four pieces of legislation get back to me when you save the lives of a few canadians abroad get back to me when you tackle issues like uh, getting money for our wounded soldiers get back to me when it comes to rebating canadians on energy fuel these were things that were permitted why because government can't represent everything but parliamentarians can they're the eyes and that's the ears right. of our democracy right. that's right michelle we have 30 seconds here any regrets at all ever middle of the night the wake up at three o'clock in the morning for a glass of water and you say to yourself boy i wish i'd run again does that ever happen there there's one or two aspects that i miss and it is it primarily the people people like dan it was a pleasure you could get together, you could talk things out, and it wasn't bitter, and you felt like you were getting something done. But all in all, under these conditions, absolutely not. Okay, I figure I added a few years to my life. <laughs> thank you, Michelle Simpson. Thank you, Dan McTagg. Good talking to you both as always. Thanks, Roy. Bye, Michelle. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.